Good afternoon, Los Angeles and all of Southern California. I'm Farley Malaris, and you're listening to Astrological Metaphysical Radio, the phenomenon of the 80s, on KFOX 93.5 FM, your talk alternative. <laughs> well, in case you're wondering what it's like for Farley to have a moon opposed moon, one of the best parts of doing the news every day is when I see the moon at 16 Taurus, my whole body goes into shock, right? I go, all right, Farley, you're having a moon opposed moon right now, so the whole world can see what an emotional mess you can be. <laughs> I was okay this morning until I found out about that, but that's okay. I'm fine now. And what a topic for you today. This topic is called the seven principles of expression as we talk about the multidimensional self. The seven levels, in my opinion, of how God is divided or separated in our multidimensional expression that we now refer to as the human being and beyond. So definitely a show to record. I haven't done this one in about a year. Of course, this show is the opinion of Farley Malaris, and I'm always open to further discussions and any other philosophies or theories that any other people might have concerning this topic on the principles of expression. And welcome to the show. Isn't this great? I love TGIF on KFOX. It's traditionally a wonderful time for me because Friday's my best day. I like when the work week comes to an end for me and I can kick back and relax and enjoy the weekend and go berserk and sleep all weekend, actually. But in the meantime, I'm having a good time. This has been a fun week for me. I hope you have also enjoyed this week on the Astrology Hour. I think we've been bringing some pretty innovative topics and real good reviews for those of you that are learning about astrology as a science (laughs) and maybe beyond a science, whatever you're using astrology for. Anyway, welcome to the show, and this topic holds a very personal meaning to me because before I understood the multidimensional self, which eventually I feel is the definition of God or the messianic qualities that we all share, before I was made aware of this, of course, I went to Judaic training and Methodist training and Buddhist training and Hare Krishna training and all kinds of stuff, and in the middle of all that training, I finally got these principles down. But before I got there, I guess maybe due to some of the fundamentalist teaching, I think I was placing too much emphasis in other things outside of myself. Like they're saying, Farley, this guy's the Messiah. No, oh, Farley, this guy's the Messiah. And if you want to find God, go here. No, go there or go here or check here or whatever. And until I discovered this essence of definition of the God force, I really was a person who felt small and who felt lost and who felt lonely and very insecure. And then once I sat down with one of my teachers, one of my masters, and they said, hey, guess what, Farley, you're God. And I went, you mean, I'm? what about the Messiah? They said, don't worry about that, you're God. I thought to myself, wow, that is a heavy thing. I got to go over and think, this was like in the 60s, right? All these people are hippies and they're taking drugs. Everybody was going around telling everybody else they were God and everyone was stoned enough to think it was true. But here we are in the 80s, right? And it's true, (laughs) we are God and I am God and and you are too. So what we're going to do is disseminate and analyze and dissect and figure out the multidimensional self today because, frankly, all we are dealing with, as far as I'm concerned, is the anchor or the root of this multidimensional personality which does exist on planet Earth. And, of course, I'm speaking to you about the physical body. Now, the seven principles of expression, the pure essence of man's being, of course, and what I feel the pure essence of everything that we sense in this dimension and any dimension is guess what? Raise your hands. Anybody know the answer? Spirit. Okay, S-P-I-R-I-T, right. Spirit is what the essence of everything is, including and focusing human beings. And if you want to know what spirit is, it is composed of what we refer to as creator substance. (laughs) 
and an expression of the creator mind. You got that? Now, each spirit entity, whether it's animal, vegetable, mineral, men, women, children, whatever, are supposedly, if it does have a reasoning ability within its spirit, which not all spirit entity has, but in the case of the current state of human beings, we supposedly have what we call free will choice or free will creation. And we can actually seek experiences to experience ourself and our spirit through any one or all of the seven principles of expression. Now, along the lines of people trying to discover who they are and to receive some kind of identity or some kind of purpose in life or some kind of awareness, people make certain choices during their lifestyle where they may decide one day to give up the addictions and the obsessions and the anchoring toxins and poisons that keep you from being aware and spiritual and in touch with the multidimensional self. Because this society, unfortunately, even though this is a free country, maybe because it's a free country, it is such a free country that we have allowed things, like if you just heard the show before us here today, like the American Dairy Association, like the Meat Association, like the Egg Association, like the alcohol and tobacco industries and and the sugar block, right, to completely shackle and block almost all some total human awareness on this planet, especially focused in America. So people actually have their free will choice to make certain decisions, certain decisions that would actually free them from these blockages, all right? Let's say if you take a look around the world and around people you know, and even in your own family and among your own friends, you might notice some people smoke and some people drink and some people smoke pot, some people snort coke, some people smoke coke, some people smoke crack. And then, you know, in a lesser instance, and I'm not putting anybody down because everyone is going to grow in their own paces, right? I'm just talking about the steps required in lifting one's awareness. And that's what we're talking about, to plug into the seven principles of expression, the seven levels of existence, or the multi-dimensional self. Because people are going to smoke, and people are going to take drugs, and they're going to do what they have to do until they process and evolve through it. But the point being that the more toxic and poisonous and blockage-type ingredients you consume, then the harder it is, if at all possible, to control your chakras, which happen to be what I call the soul skeleton, are the seven energy centers that exist in the astral body that attach to the physical body that help us plug in to this higher part of ourself, we'll now call the spirit. Now, what I'm talking about here is that we create problems in life here on earth, and we create illnesses, and we create diseases, we create symptoms, we manifest all kinds of negative things that are very painful in our lives, and also that are very distressful as far as trying to have progress and happiness and comfort is concerned, because we are subjected to thinking that drinking coffee and that eating sugar and eating meat, smoking cigarettes and drinking booze and and smoking pot is fun and it tastes great and it gives us supposedly a distorted, altered state for the time being that helps us feel better. But still, all of these things are part and parcel to prevent us from reaching to the top to seeing the truth of the spiritual explanation of the universe, what it's really all about. I hate to say this, but in my opinion, I have found people the ones that are really sober, that don't smoke pot, that don't smoke cigarettes, that don't drink, people that don't eat any animal products at all, including dairy, eggs, even fish or chicken, anything with a heart, anything that had a mommy, right? Now, people that don't eat any animal products, people that are truly sober and spiritual in their vegetarian lifestyle, and then added to that, people that do meditate are able to have stronger chakra control. That grouping of people that keeps the toxins out and the animal products out and also the addictive behavior out completely, 100%, and also people that are vegetarians totally, and people that abstain from sugar also, right? And a lot of salt too, right? Let's keep it whole foods, right? And you put into your body what is the best for the machine, 
and then you meditate, and then you will be able to taste the different levels, the different principles of expression, the multidimensional self, and eventually reach to the God part of yourself, which I call the messianic part of yourself, or the absolute, the absolute, which we would call the spirit of God, which we all share inside of us. Now, like I said, the important part of my life was that when I was able to meditate and fast for a while under supervision and be a vegetarian for five years back in the 70s, I was able to plug into this part of myself that was God and also plug into the same exact essence, the same exact ether that exists inside of every single person, that is actually the same exact circuit or quality that propels all of us. It is the same I am force. That's why the words I am, I think, are some of the two most powerful words in the human English language because they do define God, in my opinion. That's why you have to be careful what you say, no matter what you say, whenever you say I am or I'm something, because you will manifest it. So whenever you use that sacred word, those sacred words, I am, make sure whatever you say behind it is positive. If you want to practice your God self, and if you want to practice your creative free will choice powers, and if you want to practice the art of manifestation, then you will sit there like I do often, sometimes many times during the day, sometimes 20, 30 minutes, you will affirm yourself with the I am force. Things like I am healthy, I am happy, I am free, I am positive, I am successful, I am prosperous. I am generous, I am sharing, I am bright and glowing, I am cheery. You never ever use the I am with the negative. If you have something negative about yourself, you want to use that I am mantra to turn it around with something positive. The mistake some people make is they'll say, I am not this, I am not that anymore. What you want to do is just turn around, just go ahead and use the full force of it. It's like a direct planet instead of a retrograde. Just go ahead and say, I am free, I am slender, I am beautiful, I am happy. And then you can turn around some of these things you're doing. If you drink, I am sober. I am a sober being. I am a sober. Sometimes you have to say that over and over again to prove that it does work. Well, along these lines, and I want to tell you something. I have come from a past, I want to be honest, where I used to smoke cigarettes, I used to drink, used to smoke pot, never did coke, thank goodness. Actually used to be a meat eater, not anymore. And uh, let's see what else I did that was naughty. Gosh, used to drink, I guess. Yeah, all that stuff. I've been meditating, of course, now, oh gosh, for about 15 years. And I do all kinds of meditations, from the Hare Krishna chant, to transcendental meditation, to the Nam Yoho Buddhist chant, and whatever's necessary. You know, I do all kinds of chanting and meditating. So I've been able to let go of all these addictions and all these blockages, this animal product stuff, don't eat eggs. It's hard to stay away from dairy. Trust me, it is so hard to stay from dairy. We are constantly bombarded with this ice cream, this yogurt, this cheese, 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 cheeses, you know, and uh, milk and chocolate milk and all that stuff. Butter, it's hard, but still, if you can get away from those animal products, then it will open up your veins and your arteries better, at least it does for me, and prevent the heart disease and the cancer and all the blockages that can keep you from plugging into your multidimensional self. Now, we are going to talk about the multidimensional self and basically the seven levels that exist, in my opinion, besides God, which is the absolute or the messianic level. So we're going to basically define for you in the next segment the I am force or the different parts of your soul that you can actually reach or plug into in your quest to understand the multidimensional self. The fun thing about life and the soul and the reincarnation process and the fun thing about trying to figure it all out is that I have found that astrology is very powerful because astrology is the system the engine or the mechanics that is used by the soul to incarnate in this dimension to create this illusion of separation and uniqueness away from the God spirit, away from the God force. 
We had to pay a price a long time ago to exist in physical form here on Earth especially. And that price was loss of memory of the self. We needed some kind of system that would manifest this condition. And that's why we have the universe and the mega galaxy system as we know it. And in particular, for life as we know it, the solar system. That is why as astrologers, in order for us to understand the karma of an individual or to understand one's life purpose or one's life mission or one's life's qualities to try to fight their way through the muck, the selfishness, the obsession, the the self-destructive behavior and the consumption that we do, we actually are born into this dimension and our bodies and our spirits and our minds are charged with an electrical energy that affects us during our whole life's mission. And that charge is called the natal chart, the birth chart, or the natal effect that occurs when we're born. All of our cells are charged by the location of the planets in the zodiac signs frozen at birth. All right, Southern California, this is an ambitious topic. This is a tough topic. It's difficult to talk about God in 25 minutes. So please forgive me if I if I seem to be having a, a problem explaining this because I just don't want to lose anybody. I'm trying to be as logical and as basic in my description of this. The only way I can validate that this is true is from my own experience and from what I've been taught. I respect all religions, and in the age of Pisces, religion did have its day. You know, it did have its moment when trying to seduce mankind and humanity, of course, female kind too, away from themselves, away from the significance of the self, sort of seducing them and propagandizing them to thinking the power lies outside of the body, which is not true. The power of the universe and the power of God lies within us, inside of our hearts and minds and our souls. We are, in fact, at the center of the universe. We are the universe. We are God. And everything we sense is a reflection of what is inside of ourselves. And when you really get evolved, when you really get up there in your meditation, you will see this to be a true fact. You know, the sad part of life on Earth is that so many people are shut down and closed-minded. They are insecure and dogmatic that when they do find something that seems to work for them, then they become a fanatic about it and they try to shove it down your throat. And even though it doesn't always work and the world's been in a bad shape and more people have died in the name of God and religion in the history of this planet, it seems kind of ludicrous that if the truth that we are the God force came out, I think the killing would probably stop. But instead, a lot of people wish to seek the power and the answers outside of ourselves. I actually feel some of these beings that did appear in their messianic states, beings like the Christ that did appear at a messianic level, who I believe the true message in his existence was to alert mankind and female kind of this messianic self, which was totally misinterpreted as someone we should worship or respect outside of ourselves to accept as the Lord and Savior of the universe, when I think in truth the true message is to respect the own messianic quality inside yourself along the lines with respecting that Christ did in fact also reach that level. He being the Son of God, we also being children of the Great Spirit, we are God. And in my opinion, of course, I respect parts of the Bible. I do think it has been rewritten and retranslated and reinterpreted, and many of the powerful parts of the Bible have been changed, but they do mention the major contrast of the Christ versus the Antichrist, and I will substantiate my belief on this philosophy I do feel that the Antichrist philosophy is the philosophy that the Christ of the Messiah exists outside of the self. And the true Christ philosophy is the existence that the Christ of the Messiah exists inside of us, each and every one of us. Now, if you consider what we're up against right now, that the entire fundamentalist block of Christianity right now respects the Antichrist philosophy that the Christ exists outside of the self, that they are looking and waiting for one single man to rise up and save us all, in my opinion, the true Christ and the God philosophy being 
and I substantiate this in my own beliefs and proof, right, that the true Messiah, the God force, the Christ self, okay, if you want to say it's Jesus Christ inside of you, you got it. It is. Because that's the level that Christ reached. He was able to plug in to God and reflect it to us to let us know we too could do this. It was like, by example, truth. This is it. This is what it is. But you have billions of people waiting for one man in the Antichrist philosophy, in my opinion. And look at the way the Bible writes it. The Bible writes it in Revelation like we're dealing with two people. This is a myth. You know, this is like a fantasy tale. It's a fairy tale. They are trying to explain to a low consciousness civilization with the Bible in symbolism what we're dealing with. You know, the elders and the spokesmen that wrote the Bible, they weren't dealing with an Aquarian consciousness civilization at that point, right? It's the symbolism they were talking about. They weren't talking about two men. They were talking about two consciousnesses, those that would worship a spirit outside of themselves and those that would worship a Messiah within. Now, that's my opinion. I don't want to get anybody ticked off by it, but that's what I have found to be true. If Jesus Christ did appear, I would certainly respect and accept him as the Messiah if he did. But in the meantime, I will respect the Messiah inside of myself and you as an example of what the true messianic spirit is. Okay, so let's start with the lowest level. (laughs) The lowest level of consciousness is the physical body, of course, the temple of the soul, the sacred housing of the soul, the most dense of the seven principles of expression, containing more than 60,000 billion cells. Each cell is a center of intelligence controlled by higher mind principles. Intimately attached and connected to this, the physical body, which is also part of the material world, would be the astral body, which is the second principle of expression. The astral body is a rarefied counterpart of the physical body. It is used by the mind principles for revitalizing the physical body and conduction of astral experience. I believe that the majority of the chakra centers are also focused in the astral body. And I also believe as an astrologer that the astral body is the part that animates us, makes us appear alive and happy and healthy and human. And this is also the part that enters the baby and initializes the system and the circuit at birth with that astrological charge to the astral body in the physical, the marriage of the two. That's what the sacred essence of birth is. When the astral body finally meets the physical and the baby is alive and dependent upon itself, no longer others. The third principle of expression is the energy principle, which is the battery for the astral and the physical body, or the vital force, which we also define and call prana, P-R-A-N-A. Now, prana is a healing force that people use in their own selves and to also promote healing in others, and it is an interpenetrating energy force found in all forms of life. When you look at an aura, you are looking at the pranic force that makes this a being or the spirit project and propel itself and create. The mind principles use this energy to animate matter. It is the underlying force, like I said, in healing. That's the third principle. Now, the other principles are what we would call mind expression or mind principles of expression, whereas the physical and the astral body is the matter part or the physical part. The prana is the energy part or the battery. The three levels we call the instinctive or the intuitive mind, the intellectual mind, and the superconscious mind are three further principles of expression that we will put under the category of mind expression. Now, the instinctive mind, also called the subconscious mind, where also the dream mind is, controls the automatic functions of the physical and astral bodies and is also greatly in control of memory. And it functions by deductive reasoning. And I also feel that the instinctive mind is that part of God force that keeps the lungs breathing and the heart beating and the cells coercing, and it's a fun part. 
The intellectual mind is also referred to as the conscious mind, the mind of which we are most aware. This is the level of consciousness that lets us know we know. It is the logical and reasoning mind. It's the mind we deal with all the time, <laughs> usually. Whereas the instinctive mind or the intuitive mind, it's anonymous explanation, is that part of ourselves that we plug into more when we meditate and when we dream. Then there's the superconscious mind that we will call the akashic mind, which contains consciousness of all past experiences. It holds the karmic pattern and is thus the soul essence. This is the mind of illumination, inspiration, and compassion that we plug into at death. When we die and we lose our intellectual mind, our physical and our astral body are also left behind at that point. Then we go through the intuitive field into the superconscious mind, which is what our soul really is, as any kind of superphysical self is concerned. And this is where all, every moment, every essence, and every second of past experience, whether it's human or whether it's non-human, or whatever dimension it's in, it's in the superconscious. Now, those are the six levels. Physical body, astral body, vital force, prana, intuitive mind, intellectual mind, and superconscious mind. When you get beyond the superconscious, you get into what is called spirit, the seventh level of existence. Now, we are still into sort of a separation here because beyond the seven levels, the seven principles of expression, you get to the absolute spirit, which is God. But whereas I would define the seven principles as expression as the I am force, I would define the top principle of expression called the spirit in combination to the omniscient spirit, which is the absolute spirit, which is beyond our separation. See, when you're spirit, you are still separate. When you're absolute, you are definitely part of the whole. So the marriage between the spirit and what is beyond, or God, is what I would define as the I. There is no I am there, it is just I. So once again, the first seven levels, the physical body, astral body, vital force, prana, intuitive mind, intellectual mind, superconscious mind, and spirit are all I am. The spirit finally going beyond, leaving behind the illusion of separation to the absolute spirit is called the I. Now, the definition of the spirit, which is the seventh principle of expression, this is total awareness. This is the observer mind. It's conscious relation of God. This is the messianic self. This is the God self. And notice I say God self, and the self is still division. It is still separate. Even though it is aware that it is God and it is part of God, it is still into the self part, so it is still messianic self or messianic division. The spirit essence is the spark of the divine fire. It is indestructible, invulnerable, immortal, and everlasting. And then when the messianic self, when the God self returns to that part of itself, which is all-powerful and all-pervading, it is finally the absolute. This is the all-pervading, creating force. It is omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent. It may be called the universal mind that dwells in all space and all matter in all dimensions. It is God. And once you leave behind the self, you become the absolute. And that is not a principle of expression. It is God. So once again, in review, the seven principles of expression, the physical body, the astral body, the prana, which is vital force, the instinctive, also called the intuitive mind, the intellectual mind, the superconscious mind, the spirit, which is the messianic self, and finally, the absolute, which is God, which is beyond the seven principles. And obviously, we are no longer expressing a division. We are God. Of course, depending on your growth, your karmic cycles, and your pull to materialistic needs, our third dimensional experience will tell you how far away you are from plugging in to your messianic self and, of course, beyond that, the absolute or God.
And I think this was definitely a topic that a lot of you needed to hear. We're going to go to the phones now. We're going to be at the phones for the rest of the show. But please remember that we do need your support. We do need your support. More than your support, we need your support to stay on the air. So if you like this show and if you like what I'm about and I've piqued your interest about God and the Messiah and the Messianic self and the multidimensional self and astrology, then it's probably time to get your chart. You know, people say, why astrology, Farley? You know what I say? I say, you need to master your illusion of separation. You need to master the physical and the astral. You just don't walk up to the spirit and the superconscious and the intuitive mind and say, I'm here. You know, you have to find out about the whole system first before you're given qualification. It's kind of like a quest game. You're not given a higher level of awareness until you master the lower levels. That's why astrology gives us the ability to understand and dissect and analyze the astral and the physical experience here in the material plane. And once we understand it, and we understand the systems and the karmas and the selfishness and the obsessions, if we're smart, we'll overcome it. When we overcome it, we'll evolve and plug into higher levels of ourself. The pain and the hurt will reduce. The health will improve. And, of course, life can be a lot more fun for sure. You know, I know now why I went slower through that topic and why I was more calmer and more mellower, because that's a heavy topic. It's not one of those astrology topics that I can just fly through, you know, like go into warp drive. It's something that you've got to just feed into people gently and easily so they can handle it. So my higher self is going, Farley, slow down, slow down, slow. I'm just going, no, no, I want to take off like a ride. See, like when I'm on the air now, I used to use a guide, but when I became a vegetarian, my guide plugged me in to my higher self. I am actually conscious of my intuitive mind when I'm on the air. I know that's difficult to explain, but when I do the show, I'm on automatic. I don't even think. My intellectual mind is not even in effect. It's like gone, so it's, it's fun. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot easier. Let's go to Annette now, who is a Cancer Leo rising. What can we do for you? Well, with Monday being my birthday, I'd like to have a general scan, please. Mm-hmm. Well, gosh, you appear to be having an interesting future. Best part of your chart right now is both Saturn and Uranus are trying two important planets in your chart. Do you know what house Mars and Jupiter are in in your chart in Leo? Um, both in the first. Okay, so this is a really important time right now for you. Like, this topic was for you because you're into self-realization at high levels. Absolutely. You're being prepared for something major here. A lot of things are being taken from you, and some disappointments, of course, are around your life, and you're actually being shown the importance of being spiritual much more than being material. So I hope you get through that okay. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye. Stacy is a Capricorn Leo rising. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm fine. And yourself? Good. Good. Did you understand the topic? Um, yes, I did. Oh, good. Did you believe in that? Um, I'm not sure, actually. I'm seriously running that through the mind. Okay, well, try and run it through your intellectual mind, and maybe your intuitive mind will go, Hey, Stacy, come here for a second. Yeah. Uh, I'm mainly calling today for a general scan. Okay, what degree is your Leo rising? Oh, shoot, I don't remember. I just wrote it down this morning and didn't put that in there with it. Try to remember that. Next time you call me, it'll increase the accuracy of any reading I might do for you. Okay. Boy, you are headed for a magnificent cycle now. Have good things been happening this year? A lot of them, yes. Now I'm kind of stagnant. Okay, that's because Saturn and Uranus have retrograded. They've pulled off your Venus and Mars in early Capricorn, which happened to exactly trying your Uranus in Virgo and sort of trying your Pluto in Virgo, too. So you're one of those people that has actually shown a dynamic 90s and a real good late 80s. So if you just aren't too hard on yourself, if you lighten up on yourself and try to be a little bit more confident and optimistic, I think you'll be fine. I think you're a great analyzer. Yeah, true. You, you know, and what you need to do is kind of let it flow more. The intellectual mind wants to analyze. The intuitive mind wants to flow like a river. If you stop analyzing and go with your reactions and your emotions, 
then it'll make you more high consciousness, in my opinion, okay? Oh, great. Could you also tell me what my love life looks like there? Oh, for, you want two things. First, she wants a general scan. Then she wants to try to sneak it up. Well, your love life looks fine. You look like you could get married, actually. Oh, boy. Okay. Okay, thank you. Uh, lighten up on them, though, okay? I will. <laughs> Let's go to Siv on line five, Pisces Cap Rising. Hi, Siv. Hi, Farley, and it's pronounced Siv. Okay, Siv. Right. Siv you later. <laughs> Almost, yeah. Your topic was fantastic today. You mean I got through to you? Yes, you sure did. All right. And you know what I like about your show is not only about astrology, which I don't know that much about, but you go way beyond it. And the topics that you were touching on today is something that I've been interested in and studying for years and years, and I loved it. And it was so appropriate. Today is the first time I ever taped your program because I'm at home, and I'm so pleased. All right. Yeah. Something to meditate to. What can we do for you? Uh, I have a question about, of course, the relationship, right? Uh, is this with a man? With a man. Okay. And I have never been married, mainly because I'm waiting for that soulmate and life partner and this and that. I have a, just started a relationship with a man. Now, he is an Aquarius. He was born January 27, 42, the same year as I was born. And uh, so I'm just wondering what our relationship is going to be, if it's going to be continue being personal. We're also talk, thinking about doing some business together. Well, this is the closest thing you could find a soulmate, in my opinion. You know, if you wait around for a bus on a street where the bus doesn't come, it may never happen. I don't like it when people wait around for their soulmate, because if you really understood the topic, then what you understood was not only is everyone your soulmate, but everyone is you. <laughs> so you just limit yourself when you say, I'm waiting for a soulmate, because you are the universe, and everyone is like a, a part of a tentacle that is part of you. So don't limit yourself. Go for this guy. He sounds like fun. Okay, he looks good. He looks real good for you. Okay? Mm -hmm. Even business one? If you can mix business with pleasure, it's like juggling a little bit, but go for it. Try it out. Mm -hmm. Okay? Okay. Bye. Thanks a lot, son. I would like to take a moment to salute all of the housewives and career fanatics out there that make that gap in their day from 12 noon to 1 o'clock to hear the show every day. I know there's a whole generation of you out there that don't even listen to the radio. And then 12 noon comes, and they run over there, and they got to hear the news, and then 1 o'clock happens, and then they're back to work again. They're, they're like, well, Farley talked about this today, and people are saying, shut up, we don't believe in that stuff. There's a whole generation out there of you, and I respect you. I love you for doing that. Thank you for being there, too. I need you. I love you. Let's go to Roseanne. Rosanna Dana, online number 7, Pisces Leo Rising. Hi. Hi. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Rosanna, right? Yes. Okay, I heard that song, too. What can we do for you? Well, uh, right now... You're having a Saturn return. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Bingo! I'm, I'm sitting in a farm booth right now down at the L.A. City Courthouse going through a not-so-nice custody battle, and what? during lunch hour I thought, I'll call Farley so that he can say something positive to me to help me with my positive attitude. Oh, you're going to party tonight. <laughs> Major celebration tonight. Really? Yeah, after you cry for about an hour. No, <laughs> no seriously, I really think that today is a good day for you. Okay. Today is a good day. You're having a moon trying Mars, which could show an advance or an advantage potential with a male. Is this for a male child? Yes. All right. Looking good, then. He's seven months old. I can't guarantee anything, but it looks good. Okay. Okay, babe? I love the idea. Tell the baby I love him. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye, Farley. Uncle Farley says hi. Okay, let's go to Marlene on line 8, April 21st, 1936. Libra rising. Hi, Mark. Hi. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Superior. Good. Could I have just a general... Actually, I'm slender. <laughs> I am slender. I was saying I am healthy for about three months. That happened. No, I'm slender, kids. That's what I'm working on. I just tell myself that every day. You know, that I am mantra works. I swear to you it works. I believe it. Okay. You want a general, you said? Just a general scan. Hmm. Something's going on here. Magnificent things. Major grand trines for you. You have Taurus and Virgo planets 
that are being set off by the Capricorn transits. So your health appears to be getting more and more vibrant and your spirit appears to be getting more and more vibrant. What I think you might need also is regular vacations. You looks like you love to travel here. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and basically you're out of here too. We're getting ready to retire. (laughs) We've just bought a home in Laughlin and I mean my mind's going... Maybe my mind's doing a lot of traveling. <laughs> well, you need a vacation, kid, so think about taking it, okay? Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, let's see if we can squeak somebody else in here, some of these late callers, no offense. Okay, Jerry's May 3rd. Hi, Jerry. Hi. A Taurus. How are you? I just think about Jupiter this year is in my house or out of my house. And you need to get a chart, Jerry. You need to find more about yourself. Really. I don't know what time I was born. Then write Time Unknown on At least we'll get you your planets for you. Oh, you can do that. Sure. Oh, okay. So I can... You are such a highly evolved being, totally philosophical. You're like a psychologist here with this chart. Even though you're a Taurus, the interesting thing is that you don't have much in Taurus. You have Venus in Gemini, Mars in Aquarius, Jupiter in Sag. You have some Libra, some Pisces, some Leo, and some Cancer. You are one of those ambidextrous people where I think when you get your chart done, you'll be real surprised. Jupiter has helped you but probably not as much as it could help you if you had some Virgo or Capricorn in your chart, which you really don't have. So send for your chart, and you'll understand yourself better, okay? I got to go, hon. Okay. Bye-bye. All right, everybody. It's party time in Los Angeles. We'll see you real soon weekdays in the Fox at 12 noon. Have a nice weekend. I love you. Bye.